I used to think that everyone would have their wake-up moment as it pertains to what's going on in the United States with our government. But now, I'm not so sure. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Woman's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies in the state of Washington, and we are working hard to advance the conservative movements. That includes taking action during our legislative session and educating citizens as to what bills are going through the state legislature, getting people to make their voices heard and affect policy in our state. We are also working really hard to elect conservative candidates, both in our state and around the country. And I am super excited that one of our endorsed candidates successfully won his primary in Washington's third congressional district, That is Joe Kent, and we endorsed him in May of 2021, and he is an America First candidate. He is endorsed by President Trump. We've worked a lot with Joe. I think Joe is an amazing guy. He is an 11-time combat veteran. His wife, Shannon, was killed in action in 2019. He has a remarkable past. I believe that he will be a very strong leader and a fighter for the conservative movement in the United States Congress. So I am really excited to cheer him on to victory and work hard to get him elected. He did defeat the rhino incumbent Jamie Herrera Butler, who voted to impeach Donald Trump. And that is, of course, Donald Trump. It has been working with candidates around the country to defeat those 10 uh, Congress people who voted for impeachment. Some of them retired and a couple of them have been defeated. And one of them, is here in Washington, and he did win his primary and will go on to likely be reelected, and that's Dan Newhouse in Washington's 4th Congressional District. And uh, Liz Cheney in Wyoming, she's kind of the worst of them all, she and Adam Kinzinger. Adam is resigning, but Liz Cheney is up for re-election, and her primary election is next Tuesday. I believe that is August 16th, so we'll be really exciting to see if she is defeated. I sure hope and pray that she is. So we're doing a lot of work to forward the conservative movement here in Washington, and we will be expanding to a national platform, Conservative Ladies of America. Very soon, we are working fast and furious to get that off the ground and get it officially launched. So stay tuned for details on that. In the meantime, you can learn about what we're doing here in Washington State by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And the best way that you can support our work is to sign up to become a member. That is the best way to support the education and activism that we are doing in Washington and beyond. And we would love to have you on our team. We also have really fun and cool events that are, they're not just fun, but we always leave people with a call to action. So they leave our events with something tangible that they can do to create change. So check it out, conservativeladiesofwa.com. Now, I've been thinking a lot this these last few days, especially about people waking up. And I used to think that everybody would at some point wake up. 
My wake up call was in 2015, late 2015, after Donald Trump had just announced his candidacy and he started talking about different things that were going on and things that he was going to change. And as someone who had not paid any attention to politics and government, I was pretty shocked and disturbed by the things that Donald Trump was talking about. And of course, the more I followed along with what he was doing and talking about and the things that he was bringing to light, the more I felt compelled to speak out about it and let other people know. And it was definitely an interesting time because during my wake up moment, uh, a lot of people really didn't like Trump. A lot of people in my circle are liberal Democrats. And so it was very much frowned upon that I would be a conservative Trump supporter. I lost a lot of Facebook friends. I had to be somewhat careful because of my business and that I do, um, especially was doing a lot of it at the time, social media marketing for small businesses. So I didn't want to alienate any potential clients or the clients that I had. And eventually I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, this is a free country. I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going to say it respectfully. We're all entitled to our own opinion about things. And if people don't like it, then I guess they're not for me. So between that time of 2015 and now, I would say that I have just progressively been waking up. And back in 20, late 2019, when I decided, decided to start the Facebook group for conservative ladies of Washington, I really felt like I needed to provide a space where people like me who were waking up could have a, a place where they could connect with other people. And we would just start building from there. I never imagined it would grow into what it is today. And as I've gotten more involved and I've been connecting with elected leaders and candidates and been very active in our state legislative sessions and learning about all these laws that are getting passed that for decades, I had no idea, you know, until my daughter in March of 2021 was sent from Seattle Children's Hospital to a homeless youth shelter in Seattle because she was 14 and therefore she could make her own decisions. So the hospital discharged my daughter, who was not in a mentally stable condition, they discharge her to this super woke homeless youth shelter that is run by radical leftists. Many of them were very involved with Antifa activity. And it took us eight Seattle police officers to rescue my daughter from this homeless shelter. And we're still kind of living out this nightmare from that whole situation. My daughter is not even in the state of Washington because of the laws here that don't make it possible for us to make decisions for her as her parents. And she, at just now 16 years old, is not in a place where she is capable of making the right decisions for herself as it pertains to mental health care. And this is like common sense stuff, right? Like teenagers typically are not mature enough to make a lot of decisions that are going to be impacting them for life and could have really long-term consequences. And this law that allowed 13-year-olds and over to make a lot of these decisions for themselves, this was passed, I believe it was originally passed back in the 80s. So it is not new. And I thought, well, I'm going to share my story and it's going to wake parents up and then parents will get involved and they'll really care and they won't want this to happen to their kids. And to a large degree, it has. It has woken up a lot of people. Um, 
but, and, and a lot of people who've woken up said, I'm getting my kids and I'm getting the heck out of Washington state. I'm not going to live in a state where the state has more control over my children's futures than I do. And I don't blame them at all. But a lot of people have this attitude of like, gosh, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I have a really good relationship with my kids, so we're not at risk of that happening. And I'm just here to tell you that in a crisis or when your kid is around people that are working very hard to manipulate and indoctrinate your child, that relationship that you think you have is probably not going to protect your child from potentially making a bad decision that could cut the parent out of the picture. And after I had told my story enough times and I had heard enough people that, you know, said that, had had that attitude of, gosh, I'm sorry that happened to you, won't happen to me, I really started seeing things with a different lens because I think that there is a large group of people and I'll call them normies. And the normies are, right, like these are just normal people that just kind of go with the flow with society. They don't really lean heavily one way or the other. They just go along with, you know, acceptable norms. I think that most of the normies, which I guess I would say that that would have been me for all of my life up until just recently, and I was just fine going about my business, and I didn't really want to see behind the curtain. I just wanted to live my life and not be disturbed. And I think that is the majority of the people. So what got me thinking about this is yesterday with the FBI raid, I was shocked that there weren't more people who were completely outraged by this. And by outraged, I don't mean that they're flying off the handle or they're getting violent or those things that people on the left like to accuse conservatives and people on the right of doing. I just mean outraged in the sense that their eyes are open thinking, how is this possible in America? And so I've been thinking about it a lot over the last day or two, and I really think there's a large group of people that aren't going to have a wake-up call. You know, I still look around at people that wear masks or people that think the vaccine is a good thing, or they believe what the government is telling them about COVID and they think the you know, standing six feet apart from people is going to do things and there's nothing wrong with getting a vaccine and it is helpful. It prevents death and, you know, we should do it to our kids. I look at these people and I think, how can you possibly be drinking this Kool-Aid? There's so much information out there proving to everybody that all of this was a lie and everything that they've told us from day one is a lie. They were wrong about COVID. They were wrong about the vaccine. They were wrong about the masks. They were wrong about closing schools and businesses. And it has destroyed lives. It's destroyed businesses. It has caused a huge mental health crisis, especially for our children. And people still aren't waking up. I mean, I look at that and I go, if COVID didn't wake you up, I don't know what's going to wake you up, you know, and then we had the election of 2020 and, you know, I don't know how anyone can look at that election, look at Joe Biden and truly believe that he got the most votes of any president in United States history. You can't possibly tell me that you believe that. And to say that it was totally a transparent and safe and secure election, you can't say that. You can say that because you don't want to challenge 
the the narrative of the left. You don't want people to call you some crazy right winger, some extremist, some election denier. You could do that, but that doesn't make it right. The raid on on Mar-a-Lago on Monday night, from what I'm hearing, the FBI didn't even show the search warrant. If they can do that to a former president, they can do it to you and me. The IRS just doubled their department or they're going to. They've budgeted to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. And that's going to affect the middle class. That's going to affect people making less than $200,000 a year, no matter the lie that the Democrats tell you. If you take the time to look behind the curtain and to look at the facts, you cannot deny what's going on. And it scares me because I think people aren't going to wake up. And this is going in a very bad direction. I fear, and I mentioned this yesterday, I fear that we are running out of wake-up calls. And I don't know how many we have left before we suffer a total collapse. Now, I want to tell you about a book that I'm reading. My husband uh, got turned on to this book. It's, it's a series. It's a 10-book series called 299 Days. The first book is called The Preparation. And it was my husband was referred to this book by a, a, a friend of ours. And he started listening to it on audiobook and I'd ride in the car with him and he's like, you got to hear this book. It's amazing. So it's written by a gentleman from Washington state uh, who I believe he still lives in the state, but he lives in Olympia and he was a government insider and he writes the people that he's writing about in the book are based on real people. Names have been changed and some of the positions have been changed. And it's about, you know, these corrupt politicians and the collapse of our government. This book was written in 2012. And the things that this man wrote about, you know, it's supposed to be fiction, but all of the things that he's writing about in this book have or are are coming to fruition. Some of them have already come to fruition. They're playing out in our country and in the state of Washington right now. So the character in the book, his name is Grant, and he's married to a doctor named Lisa. And Lisa is a normie, and he, Grant is seeing the coming collapse, and so he becomes a survivalist. He's prepping. He's stockpiling food. He buys a cabin where he can keep his food. He starts going to the local gun range and getting to know the guys at the local gun range. And he finds a group of friends and they start training together and becoming a team. And he sort of starts letting them slowly in on his cabin that he's bought with the stockpile of food that he's got out there. And he starts collect, you know, purchasing guns and stockpiling ammo and all of these things. And there are, he, he's hiding all of this from his wife because he knows that she can't handle it. And he talks about in this in this first book that I just finished the first book and now I'm on to the second book, which is called The Collapse. But he's talking in the first book about his wife and how she's a she's a normie and the normies can't really handle having their their world rocked. They're not and and when this collapse happens, there are gonna be so many people who won't be able to function, who won't be able to comprehend what is going on when they go to the store and the shelves are completely empty or the gas stations have no gas and they're not prepared and they didn't see this coming and they're going to really struggle. 
And so he's not telling her because he knows that she can't process it. She can't handle it. And in one point in the book, she uh, covers her ears and tells him, stop it, stop it. I don't want to hear this anymore. Stop talking to me about this. And I look at a lot of people in our world and see them kind of just nonchalantly going about their regular life like nothing's happening. I mean, we are in a recession. Inflation last, I guess it was June, inflation hit an all-time high at 9.1%. July came back at 8.5% and the Biden administration is doing a victory lap over it. The housing market, I I believe that it is a 20-year low on people taking out uh, mortgage loans on new homes. We're seeing all of these things happen. And for the most part, people are just living their lives. I mentioned, you know, in a recent episode about the low voter turnout. People aren't concerned really enough to even vote. So they're not changing their habits. They're not changing their voting habits. They're not getting involved and active in what's going on in our government. And I think to myself, what does it take for a person to wake up? And unfortunately, I think that most people, the majority of people are going to be blindsided when, you know, the stuff hits the fan. I think we are going to have a major collapse of some kind. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how long it's going to take to get there. I think we're already seeing ourselves go in that direction. And some people are aware and others are not. And it's going to take that there's no gas at the gas station. There's no food at the grocery stores. There's a blackout. You have no electricity. It's going to take that for people to wake up. And by that time, I do believe it's too late. I mean, I believe that we can rebuild, but America as we know it will be gone. And I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but I've been thinking about this a lot. And I watch people that I know and I love and I respect that seem to have no clue. And I don't think it's that they have no clue. I think it's so difficult for people to process that the America that most of us have, this is all we know. We are so blessed and we live in the freest country in the world. We have so many opportunities and we can't imagine life any different. We can't imagine it being taken away. You have people who immigrants who come to this country from communist countries that they see what's happening and they're like, wake up, America. (laughs) You are going to lose your country to communism if you don't wake up. Those people see it, but those of us who are born and raised here, you know, and have lived our lives in this beautiful state of freedom, we're in for a rude awakening. And so while it's hard to comprehend what's going on and what is, what is coming, it's important that if you're awake, open your eyes. If you're awake, take action, do something, talk to people. And I think we have to be compassionate in the way that we talk to people about this, because I think if we are too abrasive about it, we alienate them. I think we have to be compassionate. I think we have to meet people where they are. And I think most importantly, we have to link arms with other people who are like-minded, who are awake, who see what's going on, who aren't radical extremists, who aren't, you know, going crazy and and being violent and, and, you know, impulsive about things, but who are 
level-headed, common sense, and strategic. And we need to link arms and we all need to come together to do our part of whatever we feel is required of us for this time in our nation's history. I encourage you to check out this book, this 299 days series. It's really an easy read. It's entertaining and it's fascinating as well. It's fascinating to see how on point this man is. And I've just, like I said, I've just started the second book, which is called The Collapse. They're pretty short books too. You can also, my husband listens to it on audiobooks, So he listens while he commutes. But it's really interesting. If you're from Washington State, you'll definitely like it because he talks about a lot of things that are, I mean, everything is based in Washington State. So you will recognize a lot of things that are going on here in Washington State right now. But around the country, um, you will see that things that he talks about in this book, they're all coming to fruition. And like I said, he wrote this book 10 years ago. So I'll put a link in the notes for you to go buy the book and start the series. I'd love to know what you think. If you start reading it, I'd love to hear what you think. It's kind of one of those, uh, if you are a prepper or a survivalist at all, you will definitely appreciate these books. So I'm going to leave it there today. I wanted to share my thoughts on these wake up moments. And I guess my conclusion is that not everybody is going to wake up. And that's okay. We just have to love people and meet them where we where they are. And I believe that God is calling us. And those of us who are waking up, he's waking us up for a purpose. He's opening our eyes and revealing these truths for a purpose. So please be in prayer and talk to God and ask God to tell you, uh, direct you into what it is that he wants you to do. What is your role during this time in our country? Because we all have a part to play, and I don't believe that God has opened our eyes for no reason. So do pray and ask God for wisdom, for discernment as you move forward during these crazy times. It is crazy, but it's also exciting. So I'm excited that God has placed me in this day and in these times to to live my life. And I just hope that when the day comes that I meet the Lord, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I will leave it there for today. As per usual, if you've got a topic idea that you think I should address on an upcoming episode, I'd love to hear from you. All of my contact info is listed in the notes, and I would love it if you would take just a moment to rate and share the podcast, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. 